Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So Ronnie and I did an episode a bit ago um, where I talked about how I think it's really important to admit when you're wrong. And that's something I've learned throughout all of life. And not even just when you're wrong, like, oh, I I shouldn't have said that to you. But even when you're wrong in an argument, because I remember when I first became political or philosophical, whatever you want to say, and I would just like, I would go down with the ship. Even I would die on a hill even if I was wrong on that hill. And so I, I've learned that people respect you, even people who don't agree with you politically, if, if you're willing to say, you know, you're wrong when you're wrong. So I wanted to continue kind of on that sentiment, on that thought, and talk about another phrase that I've learned over my, we won't say how many years on this earth, um, <laughs> that I think has just been really important. And it's one of those phrases that, you know, I wish politicians would say more. I wish, I wish everybody would say more. So today I want to talk about the phrase, I don't know. So again, like I said, with the um, admitting when I was wrong, I I used to just think, well, one, I used to just straight up make up facts. I'll be honest with you, Connor, because I think I used to be so passionate about something that I would think like, well, as long as it was like an ends justify the means thing. Mm. We've talked about this before where I thought, okay, as long as my end goal is good, I can kind of say whatever I need to because my emotions would get so impassioned and, and I was so passionate about what I was talking about. That, that I didn't want to say I was wrong and I didn't want to say I don't know, you know, because you don't have to have an opinion on everything. And that's something else that I think I, I wish I would have known because people would ask me something and instead of me just saying, I don't know, tell me more about that, I think I would just try to form an opinion without having a lot of information. I don't know, Connor, did you ever do anything like that? I, I think I did. Um, in fact, I know I did because, or even like I, uh, uh, again, we're being honest, right? You're being vulnerable. We're being honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll be vulnerable here. I find for whatever reason, and I don't know if this is just humans in general, it probably is, but maybe it's me in particular. When I'm asked like, hey, you know, have you heard of this book? Or, hey, are you familiar with the speaker or whatever? I find that like by default, I'll sometimes lie or mislead. Like, like it, I don't know if it's like this animal, like alligator brain in me that it's like, oh, I don't want to look <laughs> stupid or I don't want to look like I don't know enough. And so this happened to me just a couple of weeks ago. So then I'm like racking my brain in the conversation. I'm like, oh, I should probably tell him like, oh, hey, I, you know, I didn't actually wasn't familiar with that book you mentioned. I just and even as a parent, I find that my kids do this. Right. And I'm kind of coming down hard on them. I'm like, hey, why, why did you tell me you, you know, brushed your teeth when you hadn't? And, you know, oh, I, I don't know. It just, it's, you know, it came out. And then I'm realizing, well, wait a minute. I'm struggling with the same thing as an adult. Maybe I need to. So I don't know. Maybe this is like a problem that a lot of us have. And I think for me, I've had to realize, like, I need to be more proactive in my mind that when I'm asked questions to, to immediately, like, have the first thing that comes to my mind be answer authentically. And, it, and it's okay, like you were just saying, to, like, say, I don't know. Especially because sometimes when I'm asked, they're like silly things. Like I, I gain nothing from, yep. <laughs> you know, and then like I might, I might get caught in the lie later on. Right. When they're like, Hey, what was your favorite part? Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and so I don't know why I do this to myself. And I, I used to lie a lot as a kid. So I've wondered if like, that's just kind of stuck with me that, uh, I have some of these like default things in my brain, but, uh, I don't know. So maybe, maybe it's more common than I thought it was. You know, you said, you know, because I think I used to, I never lied about big things. Mm. It was never big things. And honestly, we could do a whole another episode on the problem with white lies. 
Um, it was just like little things like you said. It, it was just like someone to be like, oh, were you just over there? Yeah, I was. Wait, no, I wasn't. Or like yeah. just just weird things. And then I just wouldn't correct it. So that's it's funny you bring that up. That makes me feel feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to so switch to something. So we're talking about when we have been, you know, we didn't know and we we said, you know, that we, we did. And I want to think about it from the other side. And I'm going to pick on my sister for a moment. But my sister is definitely not listening to this podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> she, she should. She should. So. When my sister and I ever get into a debate on anything, and I have since learned that the best thing to do is just not debate her at all, but she'll just start pulling facts out of thin air. And I've I've messed with her, Connor, I'll be honest, where I've like made up something not real to see what she says. (laughs) And she'll be like, oh, yes, well, I've read that study. And I'm like, okay, it's not a real study, but that's all right. <laughs> um, so, but she gets very, very emotional, and she'll do this. And and I know that it makes me feel really frustrating. And I don't, it doesn't bring out the best part of me because, like I said, I like made up something just to see if she would go with it. That's fine. Um, but it makes me, it makes me not want to have conversations with her. That's what I think the big thing is here is when somebody can't just openly say, I don't know. I don't really want to talk to them about anything serious. Because I know like my best friends, the people I have really good conversations with, it's a back and forth dialogue where I can say, okay, I disagree with you on that, I think, but maybe I don't have enough information. Can you tell me more about this? Or um, my, another one of my sisters, she and I are always, you know, she's she's got more of a, a medical background than I do, but we, we just kind of trade back and forth and we're willing to read each other's, you know, links that we send her. But, but with my other sister she'll just make up stuff or she'll pretend to, to understand what I'm talking about. And it, it makes me not want to talk to her because there's no humility there. Mm. And humility is a big thing I want to, I want to bring up because humility is the, the ability to be, it's funny. I like know what the word means. And then when you go to break it down, it's like harder, but that's exactly why we have this <laughs> podcast breaking down big concepts, but humble. So when you think of humility, think of like humble, you know, if, if somebody is good at something, but they're constantly telling you how good they are, or when you give them a compliment and they're just like, oh, I know. Like that, you don't really want to hang out with that person. But yep. if somebody's humble and they're very um, modest about about the things they're good at or even about their own knowledge, I think it's a real, it's a lot easier to talk to them because you know that if they don't know something, they'll admit it, but that they'll also be patient with you. And so that humility makes a good conversation just even better because you're able to have that dialogue. So I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Well, I, I find interesting the definition, there's different definitions of humility, but I think some of the, the definitions focus on this idea where humility or being humble is to have low self-regard. In other words, mm. you, you don't regard yourself highly. I'm so important. I'm so amazing. Like the ego is another word for that, right? Like thinking of yourself and right. And also humility is a sense of unworthiness right like not not this entitlement mentality of like i deserve this none of you i deserve more than all of you i've worked so hard for this i'm so amazing you should all be thankful to be associated with me you know like those those are all a feeling of worthiness like i alone am worthy but a a feeling of unworthiness is like man i'm just so grateful to be here so it's amazing that i get to do this it's awesome that i got to participate in that event oh it's so great to have this family that I do. I know that others are, you know, less fortunate and Hey, you know, yeah, I, 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 uh, I did some okay things, but I messed up too. I'm just trying my best, you know? So you, you regard yourself lowly rather than highly, and you have a sense of unworthiness rather than worthiness of just, so I, I think humility and like gratitude are very closely connected for that reason. And so I, I like how you're tying this Brittany to, being willing to say, I don't know, because I, I, I think you're right. I think it is a sign of, of humility because, uh, when I fall into my trap, 
of saying that I read a certain book or whatever the answer is or the question is. Um, I think it's because I, I want to like think highly of myself. I want the other person to think highly of me. So I'm, I'm trying to like project and be like, it's like the, we, we've talked way back when about those, um, like prey, like animals, like puffer fish or, you know, whatever, like that have the ability to like expand their size to look bigger than they actually are because they're trying to scare off a predator. And so there's all these different animals that have these abilities to, to when threatened, you know, to, to puff up or like, you know, peacocks, they'll fan out all their feathers. So they'll look really menacing or whatever. And so I wonder if some of that is, is applying here where I'm trying to, you know, look bigger than I am. I'm trying to inflate my ego, inflate my reputation. And so I'm, you know, saying these things that aren't true. And, uh, and, and I think it's the opposite. Like we often think that like humility is weakness, right? I think society kind of projects that a little bit that like humble people are weak, that it's the arrogant people who are the strong, the, the type A people, the, the bullies, the celebrities, the, you know, whatever. But I, the longer I live, um, I think that's completely backwards that sometimes those people are like the weakest people they're, they're projecting, they are puffing themselves up. They're inflating their ego or, or our perception of them. But then you read some of these stories about how they're actually miserable. A lot of, I certainly can't generalize, but a lot of these people are, are miserable and they're just caught in this cycle, this trap of always pretending to be bigger than they are and and look like this impressive person all the time whereas you know meeting people who are truly humble um they're some of the greatest leaders that i've ever known you know and really genuine people and you want to be like them and they have influence over you and countless other people you know and that's like that's leadership that's power and those are people who are willing to say no i don't know i'm, I'm always a student even though i'm like a super smart person and I've read a bajillion books and I speak all over the country and I consult for all these companies and blah, 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 blah. Hey, I'm just a student. I'm just, I'm still figuring things out. I, I talked uh, a few months ago to this brilliant guy who was older and, and that was like his approach. He's like, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm always learning and I'll share along the way what I've learned. But like, it was just such a humble approach to like, I'm, you know, it wasn't saying I'm an expert and look at all these you know, degrees I have from colleges and all these fancy things I've done. He wasn't like that at all. It was, it was just like, I'm, I'm just curious and I want to learn. So I, I don't know. I've, I've come to believe that humility is actually a strength. And so I, with my own little weakness here, I'm trying to realize like, get over that. Like, I don't know if that's my teenage, you know, part of my brain. <laughs> like, oh, I gotta, you know, uh, keep up the lie. And so I realized like, I, it's okay for me to admit that I, don't know something and so i don't know this lessons uh this this topic's a good one for me to reflect on that makes me happy because when i it's funny when i thought of this i'm like this might sound weird to say i don't know but what made me think about it is covid and our politicians hmm. because i would have had and i get everybody was scared i mean i will admit even i was scared when all of a sudden my work was getting shut down you know and everyone had to work from home and it was just so different but i would have felt so much better if we had people in government just saying we don't know yet we don't really know what's going on Nobody knows this is a brand new thing. Mm. Uh, they call it a novel, that word novel, because it's like new or it's unique, uh, you know, virus. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if masks work. If you want to wear one, if it makes you feel better, go ahead and wear one. But we're not going to tell you to do it because we don't know. 
You know, we, or if they would have said something like, you know what, this vaccine is brand new. We really don't know if it works. I don't know. We don't know. I think that it would have been a lot easier. And I think more people, well, I kind of think it's good that people lost trust for government, but I think fewer people would have lost trust for government because I think there's something, like you said, very noble about just saying, I don't know. And so I think COVID was a really big turning point in, 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 my thinking of how wise it would be for someone to just say, I don't have all the answers. I don't know. I don't have the information yet. Well, we've, we've talked before how COVID has like destroyed this idea of experts. Like who's an expert and the experts are always wrong. And, and yet when you do things through the government, it's all authoritarianism. It's all, you know, based on authority. We say so we're, we're doing this. It's right because we say so. So the government, like with COVID, it's like, we know best. We know what you should do. Don't wear masks. Oh, wait, now wear masks. Okay, and hey, vaccines are going to slow the spread. Oh, no, no, now they're, you know, and so they they change their minds all the time because they're often wrong. And yet what they do is this very top-down, authority-driven model where they have to appear like they know what's going on. Because again, society says that people who are, you know, assertive and bold and in your face and making these declarations, those are the strong people. The government doesn't ever want to appear weak. Politicians don't want to. They're not going to be humble. And so then I think about the school system. Our entire school system is structured around authority. A teacher stands up and conveys information to the children. And, and so the students just sit there and passively listen because they're, they're learning from the source of all you know, knowledge, the teacher and the textbook. And so that's why when like I talk at a lot of different homeschool conferences and when I'm out there talking to homeschool families, I say, I think the worst way to homeschool, in fact, I don't even like the term because I don't like this idea of schooling in the home. I think the school model is the problem, uh, at least you know the conventional, traditional government type school model. But a lot of homeschool families will just like replicate that same system in yep. their home. And I say, whoa, 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 hang on, like home education, that like true learning, you, you need to really, like, uh, like imagine this specifically. If a child goes, a homeschooled child goes to mom and says, hey, mom, I, I want to learn um, about clouds, the different type of clouds. Why are some fluffy and some flat? Well, that mom could try and appear smart and go Google it and then be the authoritarian teacher and impart that wisdom onto her child. Or imagine the power, like getting to our whole lesson here, imagine the power if that mom simply said, I don't know, honey, let's look it up together. Because suddenly that that parent is showing her child it's okay to not know things, even as adults. I mean, I don't know about you, Brittany. I grew up feeling like adults know everything. I felt very intimidated yep. that like all these smart people were out there. And so, man, I have to learn. And then I've realized adults don't know anything. <laughs> nope. If you know? I know everything, I am terrified of this world. <laughs> like the most important thing is just to know how and where to find things when you need it. That's the skill. And so if mom says, I don't know, honey. Let me show you where we can find answers like that. Like, that's amazing. That's true learning. You've, you've given your child a skill and you've shown her that it's okay not to know. It's okay to, um, to admit that you don't know and that there's power in that because then we can become students and we can go find the answers. So this has been a really good topic. I, I, I imagine all of us kind of struggle with this. We all are always trying to project that we're important or, you know, doing good things or, 
competent or whatever. And so for the kids out there listening to recognize that we adults don't really know that much and we're still <laughs> figuring it out like you. We just pretend really well that we know what we're doing. That's the big secret of adults. some of us better than others. <laughs> some of us better than others. We'll leave it there. Brittany, great topic. Thank you. I appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.